All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. You never heard that one, Scott. Brian. Scott. Brian, I need you to get something ready for me. Okay. Uh, I believe Dave owes us. Okay. And I'm a stupid moron apology. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Dave, you know how this works on this podcast by now. When you make a big, stupid moron mistake, you have to give the I'm a stupid moron apology. Brian, are you ready with this? Yeah. I just oh, kind of sprung it on you. Repeat after Brian, Dave. Hold on. Do I, I need to know what my mistake was first. Uh, did anyone listening to this podcast right now get to listen to us last week? No. <laughs> no. No. Oh, the level of defeat on Dave's face just now. I wish you could have seen it. Listen. No, you're right. I qualify for this. Brian, if you would, lead me in this apology. Uh, Dave, if when you're ready to repeat the following words. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Brian, hold on. Yes. Dave, can you just look at me while you're saying this, please? Yeah, okay. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I guess you're mostly apologizing Scott. Um and me, but but also the world. <laughs> All right, look at the globe. Oh, there's a globe here somewhere. Look uh, at the globe, I'll look Dave. cross-eyed, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Dave, I'm a stupid moron. I'm a stupid moron. With an ugly face. With an ugly face. And a big butt. And a big butt. And my butt smells. And my butt really smells. <laughs> and I like to kiss my own butt. And I love to kiss my own butt. All right, that's enough. I am sorry. Sorry, sorry. Dave deleted our episode last week. I uh, I made a buffoon mistake. I've made mistakes on this podcast before. Thankfully, it's been a while since I've made one this big. Uh, I was frustrated with children uh, a little bit as they uh, save things to my computer, and all of a sudden I run out of space. So I started deleting files and unbeknownst to me, uh, I literally deleted our podcast last week as I was going to record it or going to produce it on time. So uh, few, it stinks too few, because it was a good in there. Yeah, it was a good podcast and it was really annoying. I was absolutely floored uh, when it happened and, and it was it was pretty early in the morning. So I had to wait till later to let these two gentlemen know. But I uh, I'm sorry. 
I am sorry. I uh, uh, am dumb, and I have a big smelly butt, and I like to smell my own butt. (laughs) I mean, I'd love to just go ahead and say it was probably the greatest podcast episode in the history of this podcast. but It was a good one, and that's probably why it hurt so bad. (laughs) It was a good one. Not the greatest one. Uh, Uh, I did get Ryan off the fence on rating his city players, and we'll talk more about that. Um, All hail Manchester City. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. champs. Yep. In my face. Can't even be mad about it, honestly, dude. Congrats to Newcastle uh, for uh, clinching top four. That's a big deal for them. As we sit here, we're awaiting uh, finding out who the fourth place club is. And we've got a three-way race to the bottom for the final relegation. Well, the final two. Relegation final two spots. spots. Two out of three, yeah. I, I, think, I think we all know who it's going to be. I think Leeds is probably going down. Oh, really? I was going to say Leicester. Uh, no, no. I, I know Leicester's going down. Oh, you think that, Le- oh, that Leeds is the other one? I think Leeds, yeah, unfortunately, Leicester. I think Everton is going to grit their way. We've got, we've got things to talk about. There's some stuff I want to make sure that we get in, and I'm going to do it off the top. Last week, we did talk in the Phantom Pod about the quarterfinals for the FPL America Podcast Cup. Yes. And so I would like to update and give credit where credit's due for those who got into the final eight. So in the quarterfinals, we had own goal Rabona, Mark, okay. take on Peladona FC, Kelly, and Mark came out the winner. So own goal Rabona advanced to the semis, which are we're in the middle of as we're sitting here for game week 37. Well, Couple there's matches, one game left. Two, or two, two, matches, two matches left, left for left. game week 37 okay. as we're sitting here. Own goal Rabona, Mark is in those semis. Mark is playing all-star listener John, team name Penny Lane FC. He defeated our very own Travis, Rasharlis, son of a bits. It's mm. a lot, Travis. And so John and Penny, uh, his team name Penny Lane FC, taking on Ongo Rabona, Mark. As we sit here, they are tied at 38 in the semifinals. Wow. Points are at a premium this week, by the way. <laughs> For sure. The other semifinal features two very familiar names. Game of Thrones, Anthony, is not going to catch Carrie. Here we go again in the league. But he did defeat Carrie in the oh, cup. It's over? So Game of Thrones, Anthony, moved on to the semifinals. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Semifinals are going on now. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And Anthony is facing Eric, team name Slave Whiskey equals 10KR. Eric defeated Marcelo, team name Primal Fear FC. But congrats to all eight of you yeah. for advancing. As we sit here, Anthony, Game of Throw-Ins, is putting a little bit of a beat down on Eric, Slave Whiskey, in the semis. KR, in the semis, okay. 42 to 30. Yeah. So we're going to have an interesting final to be discussing on our next episode, which, by the way, not this episode you're listening to, but the next one is going to be recorded on the final day of the season. We'll be recording on location Academy Center of the Arts, where we're going to be taking in the matches of the final game week, game week 38. We're going to record after the games, or no? I guess we should talk about this. Are we going to record before last the time? Last year we recorded before. We did. Yeah. I just wonder, there's going to be a few more talking points, maybe, before, after the game. We'll be recording once the matches are complete. But in the meantime, prior to that, we're going to be taking in all the fun with we all the Lynchburg. We could do a little of both. All the Lynchburg locals and those who are also going to be there. A little bit of a watch party at the Academy Center of the Arts in downtown Lynchburg. Anyone listening to this, you're welcome to join us on the final day of the season. Just reach out to us if you want details 
on how to get there. You know how to find us on social media by now. There's one other thing I want to talk about with the Cubs. Okay. Are we going to mention our mini league cup at the moment? That's exactly where I want to go. Okay. So you get into our mini league if you're a Patreon supporter or if you're related to a podcast co-host. Or if, if you got grandfathered in. Or if you early. got grandfathered in in our early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we have this mini league. Anyone can join it by being a Patreon supporter. These two guys, which by the way... This is my penultimate episode, Dave. Do you know what that means? <laughs> it means... Second to last. Okay. Yep. The episode we do at the Academy Center will be my final Correct. episode of this podcast. I got to make sure I don't delete this one. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I, I was... Yeah. Trust me. I thought about all the things I could say about <laughs> my third to last episode right. being deleted. Right. That That's going to be the case here. These two guys, though, need... They need all the support they can get from you on Patreon. So look up FU America Podcast right. for the new season uh, this coming fall. With all that said, in the semifinals of our mini league, Dave. Yes. It's you versus me. It is. And, wow. by the way, I've already beat Brian oh, Okay, I in, like, in the round of 16. So it literally will be if, if I can win this match. And, Scott... I see that it's a barn burner at the moment. Me up 31 to 30. Yes, it is. Yes, it uh, is. It's all to play for. Let's look at your squad. You have Steela, Stupignon, Mac Allister, maybe a Rashford, Alvarez, I love that, and Holland as a captain. Mm-hmm. I have Estupignon, Bruno Fernandez, Grealish, Holland, and Inciso. And Luke Shaw. You had a minus. You took a hit. I took one hit. Did you take a hit coming into the week? Sure did it. Okay, so I got to beat him by five. So yeah, I, I, I'm wondering, does that account for your hit? It, your current the 31, score? 30 does. He's at a 35. Which that's right. That's right. If you 31. click on my team, okay. I have you a 35. Have a 35 so technically, okay. I yeah. have a, a 31 when you look at the cup scores. Yep. So, He's just got to stay ahead of me like he is now with that lineup you just I, heard. I feel like there's a chance... It could go either we way. both have Holland captain. Yep. So that neutralizes. I have. I just have the United guys that you don't have. If Rashford does not play midweek, which by the time you listen, yeah, to who this do you listener, get? To, who comes in for Elise you? is two. Okay. Which, as we sit here, would flip the result since True. I'm down by one. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Of course, it's going to come down like it has all month to a midweek Brighton match. No doubt. <laughs> so to, true. To decide which one of us makes it to the cup. Mini league cup Who, Who's on the other side? Who's on the other side of the... Uh... All-star listener Diane, last year's league champion. Mini league champion. Okay. And uh, she's taking on my cousin. It's it's a... it's a You know, the Weebies own half the semifinals. Wow. Here. Yeah. Wow. That's can a, can a Weebie big. get to the final? All-star listener Friesland, for those who uh, remember early season pods. We did a How to Say with Brian J on... Mm. Cousin mm-hmm. Andrew's uh, name, also my name. Okay. Just a hilarious moment. Viba. That was a good Viba. one. Viba. Yes. Uh, yes. So Diane and Andrew in the okay. other in the other semifinal. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun to recap all of that next Sunday. I'm chasing Andrew in our mini league, and I'm I'm hoping that I can catch him. So I, yeah. which I might not be able to. He's close, but he's got a good team. By the way, real quick, since we're talking about results, as we sit here, Carrie is dominating the league. Team name, here we go again. She has broken the 2,500-point barrier as we sit here with two matches still to go, 12 matches left on the season. 
Eric, Slay Whiskey equals 10KR. He is second, 21 points behind Kerry. Hey, her overall rank is uh, 22,000. It's really good. That's amazing. And Matt, Two-Footed Challengers, is in third, with a good chance of getting up to second past Eric if if he can uh, overcome. Our own Brian Chesko's fourth in the podcast league. He's no slouch. Snuck up. Snuck up there. All right. We have had our hilarious apology. We've talked about the league. We've talked about our cups that we care about the most. Let's talk about how our lineups are going to look heading into Game Week 38, shall we, Dave? Let's do that. Brian, can you go ahead and officially introduce us to this? Yeah, let's talk about... Wait, are we going to say anything about Game Week 37? Sure. Yeah, we'll get there. All right, let's talk about Game Week 37 some, but right now let's talk about how our teams are going to look for Game Week 38. (laughs) You know how we do this, Brian? We we, we mash it up. Yeah. Right. We we Ulysses this thing. We stream of consciousness this thing. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it all. In fact, let's just do it, okay? Manchester City, champions of the league. Will uh, it be stripped away from them in the it's future? So annoying. Maybe, but given how long it took everyone to punish Ivan Tony for betting, True. I'm guessing that it entire club's worth of documentation is gonna take well, the rest of our lifetimes. For Scott, that to be I, I I hate to give you credit on this, but it, you are spot on when you have referenced this. the The rule that the leagues seem to have established, and or world politics in this matter, is go ahead and cheat, throw dirt where you want to throw it, because the time allegedly because the time that it will take to unprove it will be three or four years, and everyone will, for the most part, have forgotten about it, and you will already. Uh, Gotten your accolades. Those boys lifted the trophy this past weekend. Regardless yes. of what happens years down the road, and yeah. it will be years down the road if anything does happen. Those boys lifted the trophy a few days ago. Yeah. No one can take that away. Yeah. No one's going to come back around and bring these Arsenal players back together and hand them the trophy. Well, they don't deserve it. So, honestly, at, at this point, I mean, they... At this point, City, City does deserve it on some level. Arsenal had their chance to... Yeah. Staked their claim and and they pooped it away. Hey, do you remember when um, Mikel Arteta said that Howard Webb could keep his apology? He wanted his two points back. Yeah, that matters, that doesn't it? Right. We'd love to have those two points back. Yeah. How that might have changed things, but probably not. Look, look. They. I want. I don't want to say that this season that was a success for Arsenal. Okay. No one picked them finishing second. So yeah. anyone who go out there and say and, and as a as a, as a fan. The, yeah. the resident fan on this podcast, I never thought they'd finish no, second. No one would have picked them to lead the league most of for the, the most weeks. Right. I don't think so, you would have even picked that. Yeah, so all of that would have been nonsense. So it's easy to look at it and go, okay, well, they bottled it and they they lost to Forest and they lost to blah, blah, and they drew West Ham, Liverpool, and Southampton and they and they pissed their whole season away. You could easily look at it like that, and maybe that and maybe there's some truth in that. I think there probably is some truth mm-hmm, in that. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I would also say this: they're a team that four years ago was like ninth, three years ago was like seventh, last year was fifth, and this year they're second. Yeah. So we can see a progression, and they've played some amazing football this year. True. So I think. I think at least and and look, Brian and I, I think I think I mentioned this to him the other night when we were at a school function or something. I can't remember. This city team three like 
within the last week and a half, we're hearing from the media and, and people all over Twitter or whatever, this is the greatest city team of all time! But until they beat Madrid and until Arsenal fell flat on their face and when City finally has now has a chance to win the treble, no one was mentioning that. No one was mentioning this was the greatest City team of all time. They're going to base that entirely on outcome, entirely on silverware. I, entirely on silverware. Am I right? Yeah. No, there's no doubt in my mind that the City – there have been – the City squads that – Outlasted Liverpool by a point, you know, two different years, right. two out of three. Those those city teams are better than this one, probably. I think so. It's it's interesting. This year, I feel like Arsenal gave it to them. Well, what's different? It, it's just different, right? Holland was the difference this year. City found other ways to win in previous years. This year, it was all through Erling Holland. They they did it differently. And Gundogan last couple <laughs> weeks. Yeah, yeah, May has been his month, but. I, I'm going to give you a reality check here, Dave. Okay. It is about how you finish. You know, as the resident Liverpool fan of this pod, I can tell you that, you know, we won two cups and then lost out on the league on the last day of the season and lost in the Champions League final. And then you see what kind of emotional hangover there yeah, was into it, this season. It pounded Liverpool. That would be my fear for you as a Liverpool fan going into next season. Not that we improved our standing in the table and definitely made progress. There's no doubt that you did. But how are these boys going to handle over the summer thinking we could have won the title and we didn't? Yeah. And I my evidence for this is this past weekend against Nottingham Forest. I know it was fresh, fresher than ever, but your boys – didn't show up. No kidding. I, On this podcast, we said, the Phantom Pod, we said that City <laughs> would win the title against Chelsea. But we said that Arsenal would play Forest before that match, and they would be motivated to at least give it a go. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. No. Well, I I texted, I think I said it in Slack. I, I've never seen that team before. I, I, that team hasn't been here all season. I don't know who that was. Is it safe to say that you won't have any Arsenal players in Game Week 38 in your lineup? Yeah, I don't and have you don't any. Have any now. I don't have any right, right. now, and I'm not taking a negative. Any. No, yeah. no. And now that you've already real... made a transfer, no, I haven't. Oh, I haven't. Geez, I no, no, no. No, I have. I have spots I can make transfers, but. But that begs an all-important question now, uh -huh. a little bit more challenging to answer, is what city assets will you have in your lineup? Well, I already have Holland and Grealish. And you're going to keep them? Yeah. Both? Yeah, I think. At this moment, yes. And, and I think the, the reason for that is that they need tune-ups, and they want to be firing on yeah. all cylinders for the FA final and for the Champions League final. So they had their their let's take off game against Chelsea. They still won it. And I think they're going to have their full squad against Brighton. And I think they're going to have their full squad against who they played last week, Wolves. Who? City? Brentford. I think at yeah. Brentford, I think they will have their full squad Which, as well. Uh, the City expert, the expert, I mean, as much as you can be an expert that we referenced uh, referenced them last week, uh, but have also referenced them in other weeks where you were able to hear it. Uh, <laughs> in uh, your face, Dave. FPL Fish or News uh, and Ticks or who no, is it? Alex MC, Alex MC on okay. Twitter. Uh, his his prediction, I think, was uh, well. I I think 
all the caveats you have to put onto something like this. Uh, I think he was mostly right, though. I think the the biggest surprise of the game week was that Holland didn't start the match against Chelsea, which certainly would not have been the case had Arsenal mm-hmm. taken care of business. Yep. So, which isn't his, that a great isn't that a great case to make for not locking down lineups prior to the start of the yeah. entire oh, game listen week. to me. I, this is my last thing that I will, that I will want to say for our season ender next week is to just talk about the I think that we've we've it's been like a recurring thing on this podcast because of our you know the the people sitting here familiarity with uh american fantasy sports that that it's even a talking point that it's even a discussion that that fpl punditry out there has to talk about whether or not people who leak lineups whether that's good or bad for the game people actually talking about wanting to not play next season because leakers are ruining the game it's like i don't know what to tell you you can make changes right up to kickoff, and and this is not a uh, this is not a uh, American football fantasy football podcast. You can make changes right right up to the moment the whistle the blows. A minute. If the game kicks off at one, you can change your roster right up to one o'clock, and the rosters do it, the same thing happens. The the team releases who's on the team an hour before the game starts. You know whether somebody is in the team or not. And you know if they get hurt in and, the warm-ups ahead of time. And, and then the can... 4 o'clock games happen in the same thing. Right. So if you have guys going in the 4 o'clock matches and or however, you know, whatever time zone you're in, it, it, right. you it comes out it's in, it's for any player who has not played up amazing until that, that player's it works kickoff. Every single time. It does Without work. fail. I dare say it's the most popular fantasy league in the world yeah it has to be i i will add this though brian i'm discouraged by what the debate is because if we're debating leakers being a bad thing that means we're not even debating the right thing i agree for sure i we've and that's we, you've talked about this forever just talked about the changes that need to you think that if you are if, this is a scott weeby moment if you're serious <laughs> about making this game appealing and consistent being able to know uh, a lineup ahead of time without all of the uh, the shrouded mystery that mm. every manager participates in, just for a tactical advantage. So if you want to, yeah, if you want to keep that, then wine away, please. More leakers, locker room. <laughs> you kit, you want to stop kit, the leakers? How about some transparency kit, from managers? Kit boy, you know who's going to be in the team? Send a tweet. Who cares? Let everybody know. And if yeah. you can make a change before it's time, thank you very much. You're gonna, we'll, we'll all do our best to to ruin the FPL servers. What, who's Ted Lasso's kit boy? What's I don't his remember name? his name. Now that you say that, God bless. His, Give me his name. His remember when him and Beard switched spots yeah, in that, that one episode? Amazing. Nate. No, that's old. That's wow. Old. Uh, I haven't seen, seen season three yet. Mm-hmm. What, what okay. you're, uh, what I was going to say is that uh, Alex, Manchester City gotcha. expert, uh, reeling was this talking back about yes. it's the pointlessness of predicting the lineup for Brentford, Brentford in game week 38. Uh, other than to say, relative confidence that Pep will go with a strong lineup. So if, the if it's press, pointless, the, though, what 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 approach are you taking, Brian? You're obviously playing. Well, for I have I only have Holland in my team. The, and and I don't think 
So I, I'm not going to swap as much as I, you know, am tempted to get rid of Joda. I'm not. I'm not sure how serious a chance he has of starting, because it seems like you guys have really settled on those. There's a, a very Diaz, solid Diaz, Gakpo, Gakpo. Yep. It's front three. And so that, that with, won't change for 30. With Joda off the bench. So yep. he's definitely, you know, he's a differential. He could do something good off the bench, but I think I would prefer the minutes going into game week 38. So yeah. he's definitely someone I could move. I just don't think I would swap him for Alvarez. Yeah. Holland, I think, is good enough. Then the question is, would I want to, do you want to punt on a midfielder? And you would just think, Punt on the midfielder that's going to start in the Champions League, or punt on the midfielder that's going to start the most Grealish likely to start. Is right, so starting then, in. So the then, at Champions. that point, it is Grealish. Now the people who have went early for Gundogan, who are screaming this week if they have him in their lineup, uh, are probably going to be happy to see him there in game week thirty-eight. That would be my guess. I think if you're going to stick with City assets in your lineup, you probably want a decent bench. Would you agree? Just in case. I'm just no, because they might sub in. I'm just. My thought is I have Holland and Grealish, and I'm going to just roll with them, and if they play, they play at the moment. We'll see how 37 shapes up. Yeah. The rest of 37, they have a game tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, that we are recording Tuesday night if I ever produce this, and I don't they, believe Holland it. Phillips might play. They've been, I was going to say, they've been partying so much, it's probably the last whoever's sober enough to suit up. Yeah. I don't know. I to well, me though, really I, agree. <laughs> I I just I think that. Wait, wait. Can we get a contact with Manchester Police? <laughs> yeah, that might. We be, know that, Kyle Walker's not playing. Kyle Walker hey, is hey, definitely not playing th- the second leg here of game week thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so my. You're not bringing in. You are not bringing in Mares. You are not bringing in Foden. Foden. Foden if is, I didn't have a city, Foden might have a brace here against Brighton you know, in two days or in a day or whatever, and everyone's going to, you know... Be angry about it. Well, I think it's just <laughs> going to be, you know, recency bias takes over, you know, however many bots are still playing. So I think you're going to have a ton of, you know, you'll have a ton of transfers in, whoever does the best. So I wouldn't go for any of those guys. I would go for the guys that have been starting the cup matches because everything will be tuned up for their for the other two pieces of silverware. Yeah. No one can disagree with that. All right, one club that is in pretty good form is the aforementioned Newcastle. Clinched top four, as we mentioned on the top. Good for them. Third place as we sit here. That could still change to fourth, but either way, they're not going to fall below fourth. Where are they in your mind as we head into game week 38? I was going to bring this up. Because they want to secure the third spot, and they're at Chelsea in their last match. I think you're going to see oh, – and listen, there's no bigger wounded dog than Chelsea in this in the league at the moment. It, Newcastle's going to take them to pound town. I, I, I don't uh, – wh- whoever you have, Chelsea's not going to score. I say that and they'll score. Chelsea's not going to score. Play Trippier, play Char, play, play Pope. Whoever much, you, I mean, Scott, you can, Dave. You're not objective. That's the reason why I'm asking Scott this question. <laughs> sure, I'm here. Do the players? I mean, now that you know for sure it's Pochettino, it just seems like there are way too many players in this current Chelsea lineup who are on the chopping block. Yeah. Do you? I mean, I don't know how you could count on any of them, and I can't. I wouldn't even know that you could make the argument. These guys are playing for Poch. No, no, they're, they're not even playing for scouting purposes. It's just the the only thing that I mean, 
other than you're a professional and that you want to contract with somebody. So you're playing for someone. But I just I just don't see it. It hasn't been there. I mean, they it seems like they gave maximum effort to finish one nil against man against champions. And I, I just I don't know what's what's left here. I mean, they they can't be more embarrassing. The only thing that could be, I mean, they I guess is is it too embarrassing for them to finish below Crystal Palace? Like, is that motivation no. enough for them? Enzo Fernandez doesn't care about that. Who? <laughs> Sorry, right, I had but I mean, to. Like, no, but like <laughs> one of the biggest overrated signings, but whatever. Well, in a, in a club full of them, right? Here's the thing: none of those guys are worried about that. None of those guys are worried about that. They're too good to worry about that. They're not worried about where they're going to play or whether or not they're going to get paid to play next season. No, I mean, so, some of the guys have 10-year contracts. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> yes, there might be others. But I don't know, man. Chelsea's just up to dumpster fire. I just – I'm going back. Obviously, you're not owning any Chelsea no. players unless you, no. unless you want to lose your matchup. No, you're definitely not going to Chelsea. I guess what I'm saying is, like, for, for the last two games, like, you I mean, you'll see here – You'll see here on on Thursday whether or not Manchester United does anything. I mean, their offense is stuck in the mud too, but they're, at least they're at yeah, Old Trafford. Yeah, but they just need to draw to secure top four. They're gonna they're gonna fight for that, right? So I imagine you'll get like you know I imagine most anyone that has Rashford in their team. I mean, the, the first bench spot, is he still ill, Brian? He's back in training. He's so, not ill, so he's so not he's, ill. He's playing. Yeah, he's definitely playing, which is okay. I think. Anyone like me, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people with first bench spot trippier. Uh, they're just going to watch a nine float away into nothing. Oh, boy. Um, but, no, I, I'm saying, like, I don't know what you're going to get from Chelsea at Old Trafford other than, I don't know, are, is there pride to play for? And no. then no. And then the only other thing, and I, this might factor into, the like, the broader Game Week 38 discussion. Chelsea finish at home. Okay. So whatever Frank Lampard – Juice can get in there for those guys. I don't know if that None. does anything. None. No, right. he's already been replaced. So Frank Lampard Juice is losing Juice. Right. So it's Newcastle who still seem like they are just motivated yeah. to play. If yeah. anything, I'm with know. Dave on this one for sure. And I don't think these guys care. If I'm a Chelsea player, of course, I'd rather play than not play. But I'm also, if I if I think I'm staying at Chelsea, I'm much more interested in when I'm going to be able to show Poch in person during preseason camp than I am on this match. I agree Newcastle. 100. Now, um, one another thing about Newcastle, one, is the Isak-Callum Wilson decision from two weeks ago. Is that the s- single biggest swing? Swing of points? I know it's already been talked about ad nauseum. From other from other FPL accounts, but I just could not I I, I, yeah. I could not think of another time where equal teammates where you you know most people made a decision between one or the other, and it seems like way more people went to yeah, Isak than nuts. Callum Wilson. So if you made the one to one decision, you're are you're screaming. Mm-hmm. Then likely, I mean, for me it was if I'm bringing Callum Wilson and I'm captaining. So it was he was a no brainer captain for oh, no, me no. to come in. Was it what two weeks ago? It was thirty six, right. right? That was game it week thirty six. It was, the, the it was we, their the, double the dead pod. Right. That I remember looking after I captained Wilson. And then I remember looking at thinking that maybe I made a sly choice. Yeah. And then I checked and like everyone else did. And I'm like, oh, I'm not sly. <laughs> well you I mean, you say that and then you look at the number of like 
go back to world number one, FPL Guns. That guy was the only one in like the top 10 who captained Wilson. So every other player in the top, every other FPL guy in the top 10 or, or lady, man or lady, right. captained Isak. So just, I mean, just think of what wow. that did in rank in wow. one week where you're like, it's like a 30 point difference or whatever. Like um, amazing single moment for the, for the game week. It looked like Isak. I mean, he had some good opportunities uh, against Leicester. Leicester had, I don't know, their XG was probably eight. It felt like they had a million chances to score, okay. and they didn't. But no one did. Isak had probably some of the best chances. If you're sitting on just Isak, would either of you swap him straight up for Callum Wilson for game week 38, or do you just ride it out? I've been riding it out. Um, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on if I beat Dave in the semifinals with Isak or not. Uh, if I'm in the final, I'm probably... How do you feel about it? I don't feel good at all. Right. I don't okay. feel good about it. I, I feel okay with who we both have left that uh, you in our matchup. I think so. Okay. I have Bruno and Shaw, and for whatever reason, that gives me some form of somewhat confidence, mm. thinking that I might be able to get more points out of those two guys. But For what it's worth... This against Leicester, both Wilson and Isak attempted four shots. Each of them put one shot on target. Wilson finishes with an XG of over one, which you never like to see that if you're playing him, because he finished with zero goals. Isak, I, did he hit? Did he hit woodwork? I don't remember him hitting woodwork, but I know he. I, I felt like he was in better positions, but finished with a way lower. I mean, like a .28 XG. And of course, got a yellow card. So yeah. I mean, even in the points, even the points battle, huh. it finishes two to one in favor of Callum Wilson in uh, game week thirty-seven. So, I to me, I I feel like I would. Who doesn't want to finish the season stronger than Callum Wilson? I, to me, yeah. it just feels like the kind of game where if he can, it feels like he will. So, Isak's playing wider, and I just I don't I don't feel like I would. All win. right. And there is a difference between third and fourth in the table, so that's why we said uh, Newcastle uh, might have something to play for here. Manchester United does as well. That's the team that's hoping to maybe finish as high as third. They could still, as we're sitting here, even fall to fifth, though. So Manchester United has a lot to play for. They still have a match in 37 for a double game week uh, still to come. But, Dave, are you going into 38 likely to stick with all those United assets you mentioned you have now? Yeah, I'm not getting rid of them. Are you kidding me? They're going into 38, home to Fulham. They got two home games, home Chelsea, home Fulham, in their next two matches. And they want to try to secure that third spot, Ten Hag does. So, I mean, not to mention they want to stay sharp for... Yeah, the, nothing matters more for them than, than the, the FA, Cup. FA Cup finals. So, yeah. so uh, especially keeping City possibly away from winning either a double or treble because obviously they have already run the league. You don't think United United was the last Premier League team to win a treble? You don't think United wants to try to – I mean, the fans don't want that they to happen. They're that. noisy yeah. neighbors yeah. To, to do that, right? I mean, I would argue that finishing fourth is a bigger deal for United than – well, look, let's, let's, let's look at this, right? I was just looking at the table. United's got 69 points, 36 games. 
Newcastle 70 points on 37 games. Liverpool 66 points on 37 games. Manchester United not only needs to lose against Chelsea, then they need to lose against Fulham. Yeah. In order for and and Liverpool win. And Liverpool beat Liverpool's goal differential is massive compared to United's. Right. Honestly, that's a joke. United's goal difference is plus eleven. Yeah. Newcastle's is plus thirty-five, and Liverpool's is plus twenty-eight. Yeah. And they're sandwiched in between. That is so bizarre. Brentford at ninth place goal differential is plus eleven. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's so bizarre. There's, De Gea also won the the golden the the golden mitt the, the silver sticky, the sticky the mitt. Sticky De Gea won that officially this past week. That's one reason why they're probably only plus seven and still eleven, but third or fourth in the table. Yeah. So plus, yeah, plus eleven. Thank you. It, so what a resurgence for De Gea this season, huh? Sort of, but probably then, didn't talk about. I him don't know, all. man. We never did. I feel like there's still plenty of United fans that talk about him with disdain, no matter how good yeah. on paper. Scott, he's like currently fourth in fan- he's currently fourth in fantasy scoring behind Allison Raya. Yeah, it's because he doesn't have those Allison assists. Uh, that's probably fair. But Rhea doesn't have Allison assists. There's only two points behind Allison. So for whatever reason it is, you know, but you're right. Uh, De was always at a price point, though, that most people didn't want to go with. But honestly, if you had De Gea, probably it was a decent differential yeah, for you most of the year. Had, that's my one regret from this game week. Are you sticking with the rest of the guys, Bruno F and Luke yeah? I, Brian, is there a reason why I don't stick with Shaw or Bruno F going no, into the? So absolutely not. Like to me, so I I will only have one transfer. I I will take as many hits as I have to. I don't. <laughs> you don't free care. hit in thirty seven. I did Brian, free right? hit in thirty seven. Is that uh, your final chip? It's my final chip. I I needed it. Now that I see the scores, I needed it just to keep pace. There was no way I could get to the players that I would have wanted to get to. Uh, minimum, I would have taken a minus eight to try to get that, and it, obviously the scores are not high enough this week for that to have paid off in any meaningful way. Um, I was going to say last three game weeks, and it's been like this for a long time now. Bruno Fernandez is just running away stats wise. The guy is taking like arbitrary uh, arbitrary stat point for uh, for uh, FPL America podcast game week thirty seven thirty eight. Uh, the last three game weeks is our arbitrary pi- pri- uh, stat point for this podcast. Bruno Fernandez, 14 shots in the last three games. That is one more than any other player in the Premier League. In an assist. He has attempted, he has created 14 chances. So he's ahead of Trippier and McAllister and, believe it or not, uh, Willian in third place. He is ahead of every other player in in chances created for the last three game weeks and has got exactly one assist and zero goals out of all of everything that's most prolific about him. He has 11 fantasy points in the last three game weeks. That doesn't even put him in the top, like, 20. No, it's it, no. Uh, I was going to go back to match week 34. He gets, he's got 2-2-6-3. Two, two, that's his last four games. Yeah, you're lucky. Fantasy to have, points. Right, you're lucky to have gotten an assist out of him this last time. And I, to me, though, I mean, you still want to – He's doing it largely with, you know, you're, he's doing that largely with just Anthony and Sancho and Martial, which... He's, he's probably better when Rashford's in the yeah, lineup. Yeah, for sure. I think that opens things up more more for him, which Rashford will be back. I, I would expect he starts uh, on Thursday against Chelsea, and, I'm, and then for sure he's going to start in game week 38. So 
I mean, yeah, I mean, you're you're not doing anything with him. It's just a question of if you don't have him and you can go to him, do you? Because I think now you'd have like, I don't know how many De Bruyne owners there are out there, but I I imagine it's it's a decent amount. Like that's a I feel like that would be a debate. Like, do you have do you still have De Bruyne in your lineup? If you do, you know, I would just think he's twenty six and a half percent De Bruyne. Believe it or not, that seems really high. I I would guess he you know you roll the dice then you roll the dice that De Bruyne starts thirty eight. He probably does. So that's where you know which would you rather have? Would you rather have uh, De Bruyne at Brentford? With a, a Manchester City team that's using the the away game to Brentford as a tune-up, or Manchester United home against Fulham, using uh, Fulham as a tune-up. Brian, can I bring something up real quick? Yeah, sure. So, uh, between match week twenty-nine and match week thirty-three, De Bruyne played four games for City, had scores of thirteen, nine, eight, and nineteen. Yeah, that's fantastic. Nineteen against Arsenal in match week thirty-three. Uh huh. Since then, he's started one Premier League match in the last one, two, three, four, five. They haven't played Brighton yet. Five match weeks. He's started one game in the last five match weeks, and he subbed in another for 12 minutes. Yeah. De Bruyne seems to be getting plenty rested in yeah. the Premier League. For sure. But I, but I think if you're, if you're saying strongest lineup in game week 38 – He's strongest lineup. So if that means 60 minutes or 55 minutes. It probably means 60. Right. So I think you're going to, I mean, I assume he plays. Like, you know, you'll, I mean, there's going to be people predicting the lineups. You can check later in the week, you know, kind of see how things progress. It's just this. They're, they're, I just, they're, I agree. I, I think they're that's playing what I'm at Brentford. And Brentford plays really good at home. Yeah, they're tough. They don't care who, and I guarantee you Frank's going to have them dialed up to play their best for their fans their last match against so, League Champ City. So let's let's. They will love nothing better than to beat City on that day. All right, so remember that we're talking about Bruno Fernandez here, which is my favorite thing. Good call. Do. Thank you for reeling that in. Just a, a question here about strategy for the game week 38, because you're going to, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there about, you know, more goals than most other weeks and Teams that are safe at the beach, teams fighting, whatever. Looking down through, I thought, you know, maybe a tiebreaker for how you pick your, you know, if you're trying to decide, you're on the fence of who to bring in or where to, you know, kind of where to make your transfer. Would you prioritize teams that are playing at home and are safe? Just on the thought that if they're home and safe, that they would want to give the home fans something to go home happy about. Normally that means goals. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, cause then I'm looking down through and I'm like, all right, who's, so who's the home team? So Arsenal and Wolves, we've already talked about like you guys, you guys shot the bed against Nottingham forest facts. So or do you have, you have, do you have any confidence of your guys at home against Wolves? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they score five, but I'm not going to any Arsenal guys. I think, in their hearts, they'll want to do well, but what will the legs? Well, just them what to does do? Wolves? Wolves doesn't have anything to play for. No, right? but Wolves in the the thirteenth. They're Wolves safe. didn't have anything to play for against Everton, and they still were like two seconds away from 
destroying Everton hearts. They didn't, true. they didn't care about that. Um, I think it's situational, Brian. I really do. For transfers in, it's not stopping anyone. Odegaard's second most transferred in. Saka is fifth most transferred in for midfielders. Yeah, Trossard just, cracks the top fifteen transfers in. They're just looking at the home matchup against Wolves, so that the you know the masses it's, it's are doing green. what you said. It's green, exactly. <laughs> Villa's home to Brighton. To me, I don't I don't know what to make of that one. Because, That's a push. Yeah, because who knows? Two excellent teams. I don't know that you can make anything really of it. There's there's talk about how much do Villa want to finish seventh? That could be a Euro, you know, it's going to be a Europa Conference League right. spot. And so we've seen I was going to say West Ham West Ham, that. West Ham might turn that into a Europa spot this year. Right? Yeah, I don't. To me, I don't think I don't think you could say well Villa is going to relax because it doesn't seem like that's Emery would allow that, and Deserby certainly isn't. I mean, Brighton's not going to do that. No. So it just seems like there's still kind of both teams would kind of go for it. Yeah. So like it would make me I like I'll keep a Stupinion, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Mm. Um Brentford's home to Manchester City. You can make whatever you want out of that one. To me, okay. you know, we can talk about Embuemo in a little bit. Uh, I'd like to do that. Chelsea who do? home Chelsea. Who do? Well, talk about Embuemo. Well, just a, let's I want to finish that. Oh, Chelsea yeah. home to Newcastle. We've we already said that one. right. Palace home to Nottingham Forest, to me, I think that's one that everyone is kind of feeling is like, feels like it could be the most free. Interesting. Crystal Palace is at home. So they've already, like, they, like they've blown the doors off offensively here since Roy came in. Nottingham Forest is now safe, Nottingham Forest. Yep. So, and it seems like they're still kind of caring. So... I think, I mean, it feels like if you want to pick a game where it's like, you know, there could be goals there. It feels like that's a game. This is where we could, we, uh, last week when we talked about Taiwo Iwan Yi. Uh, no one heard that but us. Only we talked about that. <laughs> as, and I poo pooed it on, on statistical grounds. And sure enough, he scores. He scored again. And I don't know that I wouldn't bet on him to score again in this one. It's one more match. It's just one more match. He can get a one against Palace. Yeah, Palace going to do? They don't care. No, they want to win five. They if they win that game five four, that's better. That's good all around for sure. Everton, Bournemouth, Bournemouth, totally safe. Dice, Dice, clean sheet is what's happening that's, in that match. So this is so that's so that's one where I would say if I was going to make, I know goalkeeper transfers are insane. I am. I I, I don't know how I'll avoid it. Pickford, 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 Araya out. Pickford in. To me, feels like a, a clean a, sheet, a, a, almost a guarantee. You're you're saying that they're gonna play the odds, hope for a clean sheet. At worst, it means a draw, and then that would mean even if Leicester wins and passes them on. Well, no, I mean you're you're looking at an Everton squad that isn't safe with a draw. If Leicester win, their goal differentials we're sitting here is six goals better. Leicester wins. Everton draws. Everton is dropping. Right. Everton has to win. They have got to win to guarantee safety. But in order to win, you got to have a clean sheet, probably for Everton. DCL started this match and then ended up leaving again with an injury. They brought him back to Patterson. Both are TBD as far as fitness goes. Patterson less important. I think they can make it work without DCL too. That's the thing. It's just going to be a matter of you know, does. Does you know, they just put Decore in as striker? 
can Neil Mopay push him over the top? <laughs> so <laughs> when will everyone learn he's not pushing anyone over the top? So, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think you're going to any of the attackers. I would certainly don't think you want to go to anyone from Bournemouth. It feels like that's a, no, you don't, you, you were not going to go there. You wouldn't want to go to Philip Billing? Or Solanke, no, I wouldn't. Or Alarma? Uh, Jefferson? The there's the Mitch. Leeds home to Spurs, to me, this feels like a, a 2-1 Leeds victory. I feel like this is the flounderingest Spurs team in that's history. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't know that Leeds can necessarily – well, I don't know that they can necessarily win. Uh, we said last week on the podcast if we can just – I think we could just all agree that Harry Kane was going to score one goal in each of the last two matches. Look at you. He, he did it uh, yeah. so far. Um, no true. one no one heard it but us. Also true. Um, <laughs> you're not going to Rodrigo or uh, Jack Harrison no, or somebody that- like that, but I just don't think – I don't – like. I've seen, I think FPL officials like advocating going to even like picking Sun. A lot of people are throwing Sun on their differential. Yeah, because Leeds isn't defending. Right. Leeds, it, Leeds has to go for it. Yep. If anyone can benefit, it's going to be someone like Sonny. I don't hate the choice. It just seems like you really buying this Spurs team in any way? You really doing anything with this Spurs That's team? Tough. It just feels like not. Leicester, West Ham. Is this going to be a wide open game, like because Leicester has to go for it, or is this going to be Leicester s- s- trying to be tight like they were against Newcastle and doing what they did? It tried to also tried to do against Newcastle. Is this steal it in the last like is, twenty minutes? Is West Ham treating this as a tune up for their Europa Conference oh, final? Yes, a hundred percent. By the way, West Ham. That's by the I mean. way, West Ham could win. The West Ham could smash this game. By the way, Nolsey, Brian. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about that guy? Yeah, absolutely. We're now, I think we're now three or four layers deep into the aside that we've gone from Bruno Fernandes, but go ahead. That's, Nolsey. That's long gone. Nolsey, the West Ham fan who Brian showed me last week after the pod that shall never be mentioned, and showed me the video of Nolsey, West Ham fan, standing at the top of stairs. He as has this, more of a name than As that. this gang... <laughs> was trying to pretty much come up the stairs, but yeah. only one could try to come up at a time. And he just kept pounding them back yeah. one at a time, like kind of keeping all this gang away from the West Ham fans. Yeah. They have rewarded him with a, a free ticket to the next match. I yeah. hope it's more than that, because when you see the video, you're like this mountain of a man literally possibly could have saved lives. It's insane this what he the, was doing. This was in the Europa Conference semis? Oh, yeah. At at Alkmaar, when there was a, a hooded group of fans after the game started ganging up and trying to come up into the West Ham stands. Yeah. And they were not coming to pat people on the back, Scott. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It was an ugly scene. Um, Lester will likely be without Johnny Evans. Uh, Johnny Evans, Johnny Evans, center, central defender, old for them. center back from United, old center back, old center back from West Brom, which I'll be in. West Brom. Good call. Can we go back further? I don't think so. Mm. Probably Stoke in there somewhere. Interesting. Uh, no, 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 that's, that's no not Stoke. True. I don't think it's um, no, but Johnny Evans probably out. So you're getting a, a center back pairing at least of Valt Foss and Sutar. 
again. That's a mountain of a man. Yeah, it definitely is. Sutar. Um, uh, Wilfred and Didi is probably out of this match as well. Oh, that does not help them. Right. So I just don't know what to expect out of this. It's the reason why when you're looking at like uh, somebody who I'm, I'm seriously considering on the differential list for game week, the differential, I mean, but somebody who's a vi- to me a viable option is Jared Bowen. There's, because I do have a midfield spot that's open, and that's somebody who I think about. It's just a matter of money. He's eight. So it's not like he's not necessarily an easy guy to get to, especially from someone like, you know, for me, it's Martinelli. Can he, I get from Martinelli to Jared Bowen? That's like a. You know, Bowen had been on a massive cold streak, but last match against Leeds had a goal and an assist. Yeah, 13 points this past week, one of your top performers for the game week. And then we already said Manchester United and Fulham. So to me, it's a Manchester United team that that cares. Oh yeah, not just not just cares because of FA Cup final, but cares because it's again like it's they've got two kind of two things: home team, last game of the season, in preparation for the FA Cup final. Yeah, one of you want the, a strong performance in game week thirty-eight, I would imagine. And then finally, Liverpool at Southampton. Uh, I, I mean, do you have any anticipation for Liverpool, like Liverpool just, smasher? Just, well, or Liverpool, yes. or Liverpool just like how serious are they a about finishing, finishing Liber- the series, finishing the season on a, a, a like finishing well? Relegated Southampton against relegated Southampton against Liverpool. I'm still probably playing for something. And and right if the if even if they're not, I feel like it's Liverpool that's what, smash. And I think that's my bigger question. Yeah. Let's like let's say Manchester United. Let's say they they win one nil against Chelsea and they wrap up they wrap up top four. Does that do anything to change the way Liverpool approaches Southampton in game week thirty eight? I think they'll go out. They'll they'll win two or three nil. It's just a matter of Firmino starts for sure. Or um, no? Or do they just stick with what I think they? Had? I think I think they do a sixty or seventy-five minute sub for the guys who are leaving. They they did the big guard of honor for the guys. I was going yeah. like yeah. to say it felt like the big the big goodbye was last at Anfield. It was so. Brian, would you hate Diaz for Joe Linton? That's not a bad Luis Diaz to no. I don't hate that to at Joe all. Linton. Right? No. It doesn't it feel like a Liverpool or Gakpo? Like this feels like a Liverpool smash. Yeah, I, either of those guys. Let me give you some. Let me give you something there. You got stats? No. Uh, oh, no, you just no, not right this. Yeah, feelings. I just, no, I just want to. So do- I already have Salah, right? So I already have Salah, and I have TAA. It just feels like it feels like Gakpo is ready for some XG explosion. Let me give you some numbers. I'm going to use game week 34 uh, again, arbitrary number, but that's mostly since that's when that's when Diaz came back starting. Uh, your Liverpool shooters in order: Salah, sixteen shots; Trent, nine; Curtis Jones, eight; Luis Diaz, seven; Gakpo, six. So Salah's still crushing the way you expect him to, but uh, Curtis Jones actually ahead of both of those other guys. Uh, you wouldn't take Cujo over Diaz or Gakpo, would you, Scott? That's, that's a Scott question. I, I, I don't have the guts to do it. I know we, we did talk about Curtis Jones's form last week in the Phantom Pod. I, I don't have the guts for it. Um, Diaz, for what it's worth, I mean, Diaz, 
he's only had one shot on target. So I'm not, I don't know how much you're, yeah, he's taken a decent number of shots, not a ton. Offense is all, I mean, it's way more about Salah. But right. if Curtis Jones is putting himself into better positions or whatever. But, if, for what, but then second thing for what it's worth is that Diaz has had the second most touches in the opposition box uh, for more than Gakpo, right. 26 to 22. So let's go here. If you could bring in one midfielder this week, you could go give me a high-end midfielder and a low-end midfielder. Where, where would you go? If you could bring in a KDB this week, would you do it? No. Okay. I would need to. Uh, the only reason, the only, I, it, the only way I would is if I knew for sure he was starting, and I just. But if, either way, like, it, it, if yeah, money no object, I'd at least think about it. All right. I will say this: last week, I mean, every week this season, I mean, I would say you should just play it this way all the time. I would just say I don't know why. I don't know why you would rule out anyone. Honest to goodness, at this point, I don't know why you would say no to any player because I feel like. Almost any time you could get you you know you can talk yourself into all kinds of things, but when I feel like when you're looking through the scenarios of like well what can my team look like this week and you just say well there's no way I'm bringing in that guy, I think your next thought should be well why aren't I bringing in that you know what I mean mm-hmm. I just feel like there have been so many weeks where you're like definitely got to get you know it happens all the time I got to get rid of that guy, and that's when a hot streak starts or whatever, but I just think that the I don't know I just I. I wouldn't rule it out. Low-end midfielder. The best low-end midfielder that you could bring in, mid to low, who is has the greatest XG Based going on in, price? Based on price and based on probably a home team. I, To me, a guy that, I mean, I don't know how you, if you haven't moved for him already, I mean, Eze is the number one midfield transfer okay. in. okay. For the game week, and to me, that that's with, that's for every reason, every good reason. I'm not surprised to see him ahead of everyone else. He's 5.6. Even as we sit here, he's still under 10% selected. So I, I imagine that'll get probably exactly 10 by kickoff on Sunday. Do you know he's ranked currently in the top 10 of midfielder scoring? I did not know that. Fantasy for the season. I, I wouldn't have guessed that. Just because it was, it I didn't was even pose slow. it to you in a question because you wouldn't have gotten close. He has absolutely skyrocketed up the rankings in the last nine game weeks. Yeah, I mean, if you honestly, if you want to take, if you want to take that game and just say, you know what, I'm gonna, you know, I'm if I'm gonna pick a game to target, that's the most meaningless with teams that seem to be like the most capable of doing something. Like, look through the numbers of Morgan Gibbs White. For the last like seven or eight weeks. Like Morgan Gibbs White, honestly. Going back to match week 32, 12, 7, 5, 11, 2, 5. You're right, Brian. I mean, I know people people talked about him weeks and weeks ago. He was a differential. There was a couple of those game weeks. I think like game week 29 when they had a double. It was Wolves and Leeds. I'm sure, you know, he was one of those guys that was like, hey, think about Gibbs White. And he didn't, you know, they were in like a, that was like the worst run of their season. But now they're not in a bad run of season anymore. They just won the probably the most emotional game of their season. And now, like, I don't know, how high do they want to go out? You know, I mean, it's game week 38 at Palace. Like, if it's if it really is as kind of open as it, you know, we kind of feel like it could be, Gibbs White is 5.5, and he's 
way less considered than any of those other guys. I tell you what I'd probably do, unless you change my mind. I probably and assume Rashford plays midweek this week. Mm-hmm. Is I could easily go from Ra- Joe Linton to Rashford for you match do not week have 38. Rashford. No, I have Bruno and I have Shaw, but I'm not scared to go with three United players in the last match week home to Fulham. Yeah, that could be United smash. I mean, you said out of the uh, kind of out of the premium players like Bruno. Yeah, I mean, would I if I could get to Bruno? I think I would go to Bruno over De Bruyne. I feel like I would prefer his 90 minutes. Right. Compared to whatever minutes right. De Bruyne gets, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, better matchup. I I think it feels like a better matchup. And I mean, like I said, I think Jared Bowen. You know, if this is West Ham, that's like they've got one more game that that they have to really care about. Look what they did this week. I mean, this this it felt like Leeds could do something when they were up one nil and it was like, Oh man, you know, I, I, I would have thought Leeds was, I mean, I would have thought Leeds could get a result that West Ham just had like a emotionally draining game. Like that ended in like utter chaos, you know, where players are actually like Antonio and, and another, someone else was going into the stands to like right, protect their family. Actually fighting with, with stewards on the side. Like, they're actually getting into it with anybody they could get their hands on. Jeez. And you just think, like, all right, well, now, like, the league is sewn up for them. Like, they don't really have anything to worry about. You know, this home match against Leeds, like, maybe they just rest guys or whatever. And they didn't. They just smashed Leeds. Yeah. Like, yeah. a ruthless West Ham. And now West Ham get to finish at Leicester. Mm. I mean, I feel like they're just going to be ruthless again. Scott, what do you think about this? I mean, this is penultimate pod here um at the moment so we think i oh, I, I, I keep thinking that it will con- <laughs> Brian, that was, you- i mean that was just midfielders can i you want me to talk about embuemo now scott sure talk about embuemo quick yeah well just an embuemo he's probably going to finish this week as you know game week 37 embuemo is probably your number one fantasy point getter he's going to finish he has 16 points against spurs finishes with a brace and an assist and three bonus points He's also took the most shots this week. Six shots for him. Three on target is tied for the most shots this week, too. Since game week 32, uh, Brian Embuemo is your number three scoring forward. Wow. Behind Callum Wilson and, believe it or not, Harry Kane. Wow. Uh, Go back to the arbitrary stat line for the pod. Last three game weeks, Embuemo has taken 13 shots, which is second only to Bruno Fernandez. Seven shots on target, currently the number one player overall in the last three game weeks. He's tied for sixth most, uh, sixth most touches in the opposition box, 22 uh, now, touches. Now, Buemo's playing home to City last say, match. Bad news is the last match for them is home against Manchester I mean, is he, City. Is he going up against Ortega or Ederson in goal? He might be going up against uh, the other goalkeeper. Oh. Who is the other guy? Uh, I don't know. He's the other guy. Carson? Scott Carson? Yes. It's possible he might be going up against Carson. Brian, if you had to guess who the sixth-rated fantasy score at this moment on the season would be, throw some guesses out there. You know you got Holland and Kane like one right. and two. Can you get to three? Holland, Kane. I'd throw. I'd say Tony's got to Tony. be. I'd Tony's say three. Tony's well got, well I'd done. Say Tony's got to be up there. Okay, so then you, so then you got one, one pretty obvious. Jesus. No, Jesus. less up. 
Jesus hasn't been relevant all season. Callum Wilson. Close. I was going for Watkins. Is oh, Ollie fourth. Watkins. Yeah. That, okay, Ollie yeah, Watkins yeah, yeah. is fourth. Callum Wilson is right behind Watkins. Mm-hmm. Ten points behind Watkins. You know, he's ten points behind Callum Wilson. Uh, you're going to say Brian and Bueno. It is Brian and Bueno. And that's just shocking to me. I cannot believe. We have two, two Brentford strikers in the top six in, in striker well, fantasy scoring? So I mean, these last you know these last however many weeks you know definitely the last like four or five weeks have been huge for Mbwemo. What I was going to say is the good news for him. Here are your here are the matches for Brentford that Ivan Tony missed. Okay, Tony did not play game week seven, but no one from Brentford did. They did not have a match in game week seven. Brentford played at Nottingham Forest in game week fifteen. No Tony. Do you want to know what Brian Mbwemo did? Like a 15 or something. He got a goal, a yellow card, a bonus point, and finished with six points that Okay, week. pretty good. So he got something. Game week 19, home to Liverpool. Do you want to? Do you remember no, that Wemo game? Well, probably had a brace. He had a goal and an assist and three bonus points and a 12. <laughs> okay. So I'd say that's good. Game week 25, they did not play either, so there was no match for anybody. And then your other two game weeks where there was no Tony – Game weeks 36 and 37. Wow. So that's his a 9 and a 16 wow. for Embuemo. So Wow. This would be great if they weren't going up against City. That's what I was going to say. What you have is a collision here of champions of, the, champions of England in an away match. They've been, by far, they've been the, the least... Uh, they've they've given up the fewest big chances. They are just... They do not give up a lot of chances, but they do leak a goal here and there. And I would just say, based on everything you've seen this season, Brian and Buemo, if somebody's going to do it for, for Brentford, it's almost certainly going to be going to be Brian and something Buemo. to do with him. Okay. All right. Do we have any other nuggets in the back line? Just do you care about Mitrovic? I mean, Meat, Meat is one of your big winners for no, this week. I know. Meat comes back with a brace. Meat, Meat comes out of nowhere and scores a brace, gives you 13 I just uh, your your my yours mine ours favorite thing three goals from four shots on target in the last is, two game weeks can he repeat that at Manchester United? I doubt it because you, it doesn't it's, seem it's like motivated it. United, right? We said Jer, uh, Jared Bowen. The other big, I think to me the the biggest winner this week is probably Evan Ferguson. So Dave, you went in CISO. We talked up in CISO on yeah. this podcast last week. Uh, your decision was wrong. Your the correct decision was to go to Evan, Evan Ferguson. Ferguson. I know. Uh, Sixty-four minute brace, thirteen points and counting for Evan Ferguson this game week. So but if, if anyone, so, if anyone can so topple, have a massive match next match for sure. Uh, and we said at Aston Villa. I don't think that's the most enticing matchup, but it's but. Look, his minutes versus Manchester City. I mean, I would imagine that has something to say about it, but. The way Deserby's singing his praises, the way there everybody's kind of talking about him, I imagine he starts again in game week thirty-eight. And I, I don't know. I just wouldn't. Right. He's a I, to me. He's another guy. I don't know why you wouldn't at least think about it. I already I'm just. I'm prioritizing. Yeah. I'm prioritizing yeah, no, attackers here. Yeah. I don't think you're making a lot of moves for a defender. No. Other that's than fair. other than Shaw, to me is like if you like to me, I don't have Shaw or, or Pickford. Right, and I like yeah. As I'm sitting here talking myself into a minus four for Georgia Pickford. <laughs> no, I just I'm saying like I would just prior, I would want to prioritize right. the guys who are going to be the attacking players. Yeah, I agree. 
Totally, totally agree. Go big, right? Go big. Scott, this is it. Like we're, going, if, we're all going if, home. If, after everyone's chasing. Yeah. Most this people is, are chasing this someone. Is, mercifully, this is almost over. <laughs> Scott's like, I never thought this day would actually come. No, right. no, no. Brian, no more last things. Scott? I have lots of things to think about, and I can only hope that I'll be thinking about them after defeating you in our cup. I hope that does not happen. I hope it does not happen. I uh, I hope the next thing this pod hears from me is that I am entering the final and or have won the final so I can have won something. Well, the next year. time this pod releases something, barring you barring, going on a deletion fit again. It's true. It's fact. Is uh, this coming Sunday, we'll be recording an episode that will be released soon after. Again, on the final this day is of the what season. I think we're going to do. We're going to record like 30 minutes beforehand and then like 30 to 40 minutes after. All right. So we'll have a before and after. I think I think something like that would be fun to put I together. Like that. I like that. So you will hear from us before and after the matches. You won't hear what we say, but we'll say things and then you'll hear them <laughs> together. But that'll be some people might be there live and hear us. You can walk that's by and true. say hi and that's true. Grab our attention and even who knows, maybe we'll feel crazy and put you on a mic. Who knows? Hey, we've never done know. It before. We, we have done it before. Do it again. We'll be happy to do that again with you if you could join us. Final day of the season. That's it. All right. Well, listen. Uh, I am ready, guys. the The end of the season is here. Unfortunately, Arsenal will not be winning a title this year. But there's always next year. And who knows, maybe it was just losing to the greatest Manchester City team of all time. Regardless. The last week is going to have tons of drama for the FPL America podcast. We'll be there for it. This is David Smith. Until next time.